Thank you for joining the Minority Health Matters podcast, produced and paid for by the Indiana Minority Health Coalition. On our podcast, we will be providing information and discussions around pertinent health issues in our communities. So keep tuning in as we are your resource for all things minority health. Good morning, I'm Tony Gillespie, Vice President of Public Policy and Engagement for Indiana Minority Health Coalition. And I am here with two of my really, really smart friends who are going to share some great information about our health. Um, I am Mixie, Health Matters Podcast. So hi, uh, I'm Danielle Patterson. I'm the Region Team Lead for Advocacy for the American Heart Association. And I'm here to talk about uh, the Rethink Your Drink campaign. Uh, Rethink Your Drink is a campaign targeted to parents. Uh, educating them about the sugar, the amount of added sugar that's in drinks uh, that they serve to their children. Um, Our goal is to make sure that parents know that our kids are sweet enough and we do not have to add the sugary drinks. Um, Our campaign website is rethinkyourdrinkindy.org. Parents could go on the website and learn more about our campaign and what our ultimate goal is. Um, Our end goal is to get an ordinance adopted by the city council uh, that will require restaurants to serve as the default drinks for kids' meals, uh, water and milk. And that's why uh, we're here today. I brought with me Megan McKinney Cooper from Jump In. She's one of our partners um, with the Top 10 Coalition. Uh, Top 10 is a collective impact coalition. Uh, that's looking at the health metrics here in Marion County and surrounding counties. Uh, The goal is to uh, raise top uh, Indianapolis and, again, the surrounding area to be one of the top 10 areas in the country by 2025. And we do that with, you know, improving the health of our community. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm Megan McKinney Cooper. I'm with Jump In for Healthy Kids. And we are an initiative that works on uh, children's overweight and obesity in central Indiana, although we have a statewide footprint as well. Um, And I'm really happy to be here with Danielle. Thanks for having us here. So tell me about the campaign that you're working on now. The Rethink Your Drink campaign. So uh, Rethink Your Drink is a public public education campaign Mm -hmm. uh, which is encouraging parents to rethink the drinks that they're serving or ordering for their children. So, you know, when you look at the amount of sugar that's in, you know, soft drinks, juice, lemonade, uh, sports drinks, um, and when you have parents that, you know, they don't know, they may not have looked at the label, Mm -hmm. and they're giving their kids these drinks on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. we're asking them to serve more water and milk. Um, Because when you look at childhood obesity numbers in the state, and when you look at kids that have, you know, tooth decay at an early age, um, we need to start changing um, how we look at what we're eating and, and everything. I'm going to be honest. I don't want kids to end up looking like me because when I was in junior high school, I drank and ate a, a Pepsi. I drank a Pepsi a day and ate Suzy Q. That was my lunch every day and maybe a Snickers with that. And so I wish I had the knowledge back then, you know, to eat a a well-balanced meal, to eat something healthy, and maybe I wouldn't be as heavy as I am. And so that's what happens with these sugary drinks. The more kids drink these, you know, these products, later in life they will start to have the health challenges 
overweight, which will lead to chronic disease, diabetes, heart disease. Um, and so we need to start early and actually just educating parents because they may not know. Uh, kids can drink up to 30 gallons of sugary drinks a year. And if people want to know what does 30 gallons look like, it looks like your bathtub. Kids drink enough drinks, wow. sugary drinks a year to fill a bathtub. And so we need to change that. Uh, yeah, we really do, and that's what we're working on with Top Ten. And what they, you know, that we have um, had, you know, benefited from a lot of research about uh, kids' drinks habits, and this 30-gallon number is such a shocking number. Um, and I mean, it's it's a lot. And it, that the sugary drinks are the biggest contributor of added sugar in kids' diets mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's empty calories. It, it almost never has a nutritional benefit. So it's really just, it's extra. And you know, kids love the taste of sugar and, mm -hmm. and it, it can get, I know, <laughs> and it, you know, you can get, uh, you can fall into a habit of it. And I think sometimes people don't necessarily draw the, um, you know, the relationship between, you know, even things like sweet tea. Or mm -hmm. like you mentioned, Danielle, mm -hmm. the, the sports drinks. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of added sugar and are unnecessary in kids' diets. Mm -hmm. So the whole we think your drink, and our tagline is, Indy's kids are sweet enough, um, <laughs> is to just urge parents to scale back purchasing right. sodas and sweet tea and lemonade and sports drinks and focus more on water and milk, which is much has much greater nutritional benefit yeah. for their growing bodies. And, um, you know, typically it's cheaper. You know, water is, is free. Um, exactly. Sometimes you have to pay for water bottles when you're out, but, you know, um, and eventually this whole campaign, we're, we're trying to build awareness around it now mm -hmm. so that parents understand it. Eventually, what we are moving toward is trying to encourage restaurants that have dedicated kids' menus to serve water and milk as the default beverage. That's what I wanted to ask. Yeah. So when we, over the years, and working with the state legislature, there have been different efforts to improve nutrition with kids or healthy food access, a number of things. Yeah. So years yeah. ago, there was legislation that was, I think it ended up being passed, where they wanted the schools to um, replace um, the vending machines that had sodas and chips. Yeah. Sure. And they wanted yeah. them to do something healthy. Right. And the pushback was that... Revenue. 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 Money. Yeah. That's right. Um, people... You know, depending on the high school and depending on the, the county, um, some schools had uh, companies that paid, uh, paid advertising. Yeah, yeah, advertising paid to be there, mm -hmm. and so the the big skirmish was about. So how does that affect our bottom line? Right. And so how how do you counter that argument? So that's a great question, and that comes up in Jump In's schools work all the time. Mm -hmm. Not just vending machines, but any kind of vending. You know, mm -hmm. ice cream at football games and mm -hmm. things like that, because schools. You know, they're not the overfunded. They yeah. depend on that money the as revenue. part of their revenue. Mm -hmm. And so we are continuously working with groups and testing how to improve the nutritional quality of what's being sold without negatively impacting the school's revenue. And it's a lot of trial and error. And yeah. school, you know, kid, not all kids are the same. So different yeah. schools may mm -hmm. have a different, you know, different products may do better in different locations. But, you know... The last thing we want to be is the food police and have everybody, you know, be afraid of us or think that we are going to say you can't ever do anything like this. Mm -hmm. 
what we want is to be able to find a, a better option for people to be able to even have the choice. Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking at restricting, you know, ice cream. So here's a great example. Indy Parks has has done a good job of up, updating their vending machines right. with healthier options. Mm -hmm. And so they still have ice cream in some of their vending machines, mm -hmm. like ice cream sandwiches. They're just a smaller size. Right. So that you're not having right. as much, which is a great compromise sure. because things like a sugary drink or an ice cream bar should be special treats and special occasion kinds of food and drink and rather than a habit of every day. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so, you know, if you can't eliminate something entirely, if that just doesn't work for you, reducing the size of it can have a big impact. You know, it was, I just wanted to add to what she was saying. That's one way that Indiana was in the lead. We were the second state to pass Better Nutritional Choices mm -hmm. in 2006, Better mm -hmm. Nutritional Choices right. in Schools. Um, I was one of the people that worked on that campaign. And... Um, I, this is what I told, uh, we passed out um, uh, healthy snacks at the State House, mm -hmm. and I remember the gentleman from Coca-Cola being there, and he said, well, you should have came to me, I would have given you Dasani. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what, you just hit on something. So if you're going to be in schools, don't advertise Coca-Cola. Right. Advertise okay. Dasani. Right. You know what I mean? If, if you're going to be there, advertise the healthier stuff. That's I'm right. not advocating that you be there, but I'm just saying, if, this if, are, if yeah. you're going to be there, advertise your healthier options. Don't yeah. advertise the soft drinks. And don't always not. lead with the least healthy option. Right? Because we need the school lessons to mirror what's actually happening. So if they're learning right. about better nutritional choices in school, in the school lesson plans, then you need to serve kids better nutritional choices. That was a misstep. That's I'm, such a good point, and you have yeah. to model it. If you, you have to teach it. it. Otherwise, you're just confusing the kids. Exactly. And so we just started with sugary drinks. Yeah. So now we're in policy. Now we're in paradigm shift. Now we're in advertising. How do you how do you take this to make it bite sized and doable? Well, you start with these smaller campaigns. You start with education. You start with making sure that people understand when they drink a sugary drink, how much sugar they're actually taking in, mm -hmm. added sugars. Mm -hmm. And so when we say to people, you know, your child, every time you give him, a, you give him a daily sugary drink, by the end of the year, they would have drinking a bathtub worth of sugary drinks. Mm -hmm. That is shocking to people. That is shocking to me um, because we did, we had a student from Lawrence North High School they did a TikTok video for us mm -hmm. of him splashing around in the bathtub with the sugary drink. He let us pour soda all over. Exactly. <laughs> and it was shocking to me how many drinks that was. Yeah. And yeah. then you look at some kids, if you're in the community, you see a kid walking around with a 64-ounce bottle right. of Mountain Dew. And they're like five. Right. And, yeah. you know. Yeah. And you just think, what's that doing to his little body? What is that yeah. doing to him? To his well, teeth? Mm -hmm. To his body? And, then and what is he going to look like as an adult? Mm -hmm. 
we had Tamika Catchings help us out in promoting our Rethink Your Drink Day, mm -hmm. and we had the bathtub, and we had the two-liter bottles enough to fill up a bottle. We had enough mm -hmm. to be 30 gallons. But if you just line up 30 gallons worth of two-liter bottles of soda, it is a lot. Yeah, it is mind-blowing. It looks like a, a store show. show. Yes. This is a great visual. Yeah. So how do you, so this is an awareness campaign, and you're targeting parents. Um, yes. And young are, people. We also want young people that are old enough to make the decision for themselves as well. So, so how, how, do you, how, do you, how do you educate a parent without sounding Judgy. Judgy. Yeah. Right. We don't want to judge people or shame people because we don't want it to drive people away. And we don't want it to be so unmanageable that people are like, I can't deal with it. I'm not going to do anything. So what we do is we just try to explain the facts. So um, like Danielle was saying, we have a radio campaign of advertising with um, Radio 1 stations. Mm -hmm. And we've also done a digital geofenced campaign for who we are imagine the mom, imagining the moms who buy groceries for the most part, mm -hmm. so that if you are near a grocery store mm -hmm. and you are a female of a certain age, you may be targeted with a digital ad on mm -hmm. your phone or smartphone um, that just says, you know, water is better, is a better choice, mm -hmm. rethink, you know, hashtag rethink your drink, mm -hmm. or uh, another one of our education visuals that we have is one can of soda has as much sugar as six donuts mm -hmm. or 18 cookies. So if you can just communicate that fact mm -hmm. without imposing, you know, you're doing it wrong, you should be right. doing it. I think, I think that can be eye-opening for people yeah. to say, okay, 30 gallons is a lot. Or yeah, six donuts that. is a lot. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think about that. Maybe they always, can cut back. I just always think about um, which is kind of a traditional public health and these are all the things that you're doing wrong. You need to do this, and these are the things yeah. that you do. Yeah, and yeah. It's just very polarizing. Yeah, um, it, it is. And when you think um, in terms of a disproportionate impact of racial and ethnic minority communities, that um, parents uh, is often a one parent home, right. mm -hmm. often mom, mm -hmm. working single mom, yep. responsible for kids. And mm -hmm. Depending on where you are in any community, but around the state, the whole state of Indiana was deemed a um, food desert, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so, depending on where you are and what you have right. access to, is very, very different. Yeah. And so, I think I, I think that approach. It, these are just the facts. I think that 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 that's something that gives a parent something to think about, and you know, just how do you change that? And, and you know, yeah. some of the restaurants have made the change. Mm -hmm. uh, they were part of the uh, the healthcare reform bill. Mm -hmm. If you have twenty or more locations. Uh, so you see a lot, a lot of your larger chains already offer water and milk as the default drink. Mm -hmm. And if you want something else, then parents have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. But there are a number of restaurants that, you know, do not uh, fall within uh, the 20 or more locations. Right. They have 19 or less that we're missing out on that people go to. And so it's really making sure that those restaurants offer the default meal so parents can say, you know what, we can get water and milk. We don't need to order a soft drink. Right. So we're taking care of that for them. It would be, a, you know, an additional cost if you want the soft drink, mm -hmm. but you could get the water and milk. So that's a choice we're helping you to make. Mm -hmm. So, again, it's not... Uh, pointing fingers and it's right. not, you know, calling you a bad parent, but it's just helping people to make, you know, informed choices. Um, because 
what happens in public health, we don't have the money to advertise like right. the big companies, right? right? So people don't know how many that uh, can of uh, soda is equivalent to six donuts. They don't know that. So we have to help them to kind of rethink things. Um, and another thing we're doing as part of the campaign, we advertise the uh, nutrition, uh, the nutrition, I forget what that's called, box or Label. Yes. So that people can understand where you can look at added sugars. Mm -hmm. So you could see. Because there's some sneaky ways that they exactly. may say no added sugar, but there are sneaky no, ways to. Mm -hmm. No added sugar on that. Right, and right. Exactly. still have quite a bit of added sugar. It's just done in a little different well, way. Well, no sugar added, but look at what's already. I mean, exactly. you know, my husband and I were talking the other night about the applesauce that my daughter likes, and yeah. it's a no sugar added applesauce. And I said, hold sugar up. It's, I said they take apple juice concentrate and exactly. put it in, and that is not added sugar. It's considered just added, but it's still extra sugar. It's that, still you know, beyond sugar. what if you, you would get if you had just an apple. An apple, know? exactly. So with the campaign, which sounds fascinating and sounds like it's, you know, very much needed across the country. Can I, I'm sorry, Tony, can I interrupt you and add one more thing to what Danielle was just saying? No, no, no. I was sort of turning this over as because of your question about how do you engage people without pushing them away. Mm -hmm. or, and really, I think the other thing we have to stress in all of our health work is perfection is not the goal. Right. That is never the goal. Right. The goal is progress. And right. so, you know, I don't want anybody to listen to this and, and then slip up and think they failed and, and give up on the whole thing. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like that has to be the message for all public health initiatives because it is a process of little steps forward. Well, look at the mom that's part of our campaign. We have a mother that had... Uh, uh, two children, I believe, at an early age. I think it's two at an early age. That's what I was going to ask you. Um, in your campaign and in the organizations and coalitions, mm -hmm. are there any communities? Yes. People from the community, um, the affected population? Yes, yes. So through um, uh, the Center for uh, Wellness for Urban Women, mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the reasons why we're partnering with them. We have enlisted the services of the food champions. So they have been out in the community delivering our messages, finding spokespeople. We have a mom, like mm -hmm. I was saying, who had uh, two children at an early age in her teens. And so she said she did what she could. Right. She, she put food on the table the best mm -hmm. way she knew how. Mm -hmm. But she's older now, and she knows better. And so her second set of children... She's feeding them better. She mm -hmm. only serves them water and milk. Mm -hmm. And so, again, she made that progress leap. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone can't do it in just, you know, one setting. You have to help people to it's make Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's progressive yeah. steps. I mean, like I said, I used to, I'm sorry, I used to drink Pepsis all the time. Yeah. I would go to bed with a Pepsi on my nightstand, yeah. wake up in the morning and finish drinking it. Yeah. I stopped drinking soft drinks. And this is way before I got involved in this campaign mm -hmm. because I found out it was bad. And mm -hmm. I, I don't drink soft drinks. Now, it's a lot of coffee and a lot of water and a lot of adult <laughs> drinks. But <laughs> I stopped drinking. It's no soft drinks. It's no soft drinks. <laughs> no soft drinks. <laughs> but again, you have to make 
that shift. Same thing, you know, I used to... And you have to pick what you can live with. Exactly. That's the other thing. You don't, you you can't design your improvements to a point of pain that you can't keep them up, you know? Well, I mean, look at the rock initiative. Yeah. The store over by Eastern Star Church, they do not sell sugary drinks. Why? Because she says someone has got to make sure our neighborhood is doing better. And so they Mm -hmm. made a conscious effort to say, we want our neighborhood to be healthy. We want our community to be healthy. And the best way I could do this is by not selling those drinks. That's great. And so, you know, as your initiative unfolds and as you um, gain more partners and you increase your progressive steps, What's next on the horizon? Is this legislation? Is this yes. around the state talking to other partners? And- so right now, um, we're still doing our uh, public education campaign because, okay. you know, before you can move to uh, policy work, you need to inform the community. Um, so we're doing the, the, the radio campaign, the social mm-hmm. media campaign, the targeting, the, uh, the text targeting mm-hmm. campaign right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are now engaging partners. Uh, Community Health came on board, all of their uh, 10 locations. They're making the shift uh, within their hospital mm-hmm. uh, to stop serving the sugary drinks. IU Health was already one of our partners. They came to the table in the beginning and gave mm-hmm. us funding and said, we want to be a part, a part of this because you know they already made the change. Uh, so now we're building our partners we're doing the community piece. We're doing the media, the, the um, uh, media advocacy piece. Mm-hmm. So next is the policy piece. Uh, we would like the city council uh, to adopt a policy to require restaurants to serve as the default drinks, water and milk. This is not the first city that would do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state of Illinois passed a state law this session. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, beginning next year, all of their restaurants will have to serve water and milk as the default drink. For children's meals. For children's meals. This is only for restaurants that have a designated children's meal. Which most of them do. Right. Many do. And, and restaurant chains, like like you were mentioning earlier, like McDonald's, they already do that. Like They, they, they have to. Yeah. yeah, and they have apple slices or exactly. french fries. I mean, they've already made some big steps forward. Right, yeah. And that was because of policy. Yeah. Um, I'm laughing because my... Um, nephew, um, when he would order him a happy meal, he would be four. And he said, can I have two hamburgers with the two apples? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not how it's supposed to work. That's not how this works. <laughs> but I was going to say, um, Columbus adopted this policy, mm-hmm. Cleveland, uh, Prince George's County, like I said, the state of uh, Illinois, there's a campaign right now in St. Louis. Louisville has already adopted this policy. Mm-hmm. So we would not be the first uh, city to adopt this sort of policy. But it is these type of progressive policies that mm-hmm. will get us to be one of those top 10 cities, uh, if not by 2025, but soon. And this just layer on what we've already done with Complete Streets, we're making Indianapolis a smoke-free community. 
these are layers you have to continue to add on so that we can finally get there. And that's so we build a culture of good health. Exactly. I mean, it's unthinkable when you were talking about the county, Lake County, that has no smoking restrictions. And it's unthinkable now. We're so used to it in Marion County. It would be shocking if we walked into oh. a place that that smoking. permitted smoking. Right. And I so walked into a gas station. They were smoking on the inside of the oh gas station. When was the last time you seen right. someone smoke? In the inside of a gas station. So we, I mean, that that piece of this work has successfully changed our culture. Exactly. And so, you know, of course, the goal long term is cultural shift that we expect water and milk. Right. And don't immediately think, oh, soft drink or something that's got that convenience factor that can right. be less healthy because we've mm -hmm. just changed how we think about it. And now we have generations of children that would never know about smoking right. in these places. Right. They would be appalled. Exactly. You know, it's yuck. Yeah. You know? So that's right. So we could talk all day. I know. I know time. This is really fun. Thanks. I'm, I'm loving this. So thank you both for being here. Thank um, you for having us. Let's continue to um, stay in touch and love to have you back to talk more about the campaign as Great. it progresses. Um, and then if you will share information, we'll be sure to put it on our podcast website so that people can get your printed material and start educate themselves and RethinkYourDrinkIndy.org. So when she first started telling me this, I told her, I said, well, my mom's not going to support this because we are Pepsi lovers. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, rethink your drink. I told his mother to have a Pepsi once a week. Just not every day. Oh, <laughs> this is not a good mom is also sweet enough. I exactly. have no doubt. <laughs> Just remind her of that. Just remind her of that. Exactly. Okay, I'm here with two cut-ups. So thank you so much. <laughs> and we, get, we definitely wish you guys to come back. Thank you. Thanks so much. We appreciate this. And we're out. Thanks for joining us. You can stay in touch with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and also our website at www.imhc.org. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and also our YouTube channel. This is IMHC Minority Health Matters Podcast. Until next time.